What's up, bookworms? It's your host, Stevie, and it is what's today, Wednesday, Tuesday, Tuesday the 5th, and I'm here with MJ. What is up, everybody? I hope everybody's having a fantastic Tuesday, or when this episode goes out, it shall be a Friday, so yay, Freaky Friday. I hope everybody has a good day that day as well. Um, how's everybody been? 2021, what is up? It is the first episode of 2021. Listen, this is how I feel about it. My friend asked me, they're like, how you feel about going into 2021? And I was like, listen, either we're going to die or it's going to get better. So, I mean, you might as well go into it partying. That's how I feel. Zombie apocalypse that's going to take over next. Or listen, I'll have. I'm from the South. Don't know. Zombies need to be coming down here. I'm telling you right now. I saw this meme and it was like, if the zombie apocalypse happens, it needs to happen like in Florida. Like it needs to start in Florida because in order for them zombies to move anywhere, they got to go through Southern territory. All them rednecks, all them guns, man, all them weapons. We're crazy. (laughs) We are crazy. We will wipe them out before they even hit North Carolina. I swear to God. That was a whole rant and I loved it. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, I'm at this point, at this point, I'm prepared for anything. I'm ready. I'm ready. I mean, what else can they throw at us that is going to surprise us at this point? Genuinely. Unless, like, Tupac comes back. Oh, my God. That would be the best thing ever. <laughs> Do you remember? I don't know if you remember seeing this meme, this meme or, or this, like, theory on Facebook when this happened, but when Michael Jackson died, everybody mm-hmm. thought that, like, the casket would just pop open and he would start dancing the thriller. Oh my God. And I feel like that is where we're at in 2020. For real. I need for 2021. I need for 2021 to bring me back Tupac. That's what I need. Somebody do that for me. Like, I just watched, I spent like two hours the other day watching these TikTok videos of this girl who works at this like really famous resort in like Canada or something where Mm -hmm. celebrities go. It's so small and it's really secluded and it's like this five star Mm -hmm. resort. And it was all these conspiracy theories on why she thinks Diana, Princess Diana's alive. Oh, snap. Probably. And I'm like, I'm don't even like, listen. This is not, this I is not the podcast. <laughs> this is not the podcast. Get me started on conspiracy theories. Not the one, not the one, but I will tell you guys, the government killed JFK. <laughs> so anyways, um, speaking of TikTok, I'm on TikTok. Make sure you guys follow me on TikTok. Stevie's on TikTok. The podcast is on TikTok. Together. We have grew, we have joined the bandwagon and I love TikTok, man. I love it. TikTok is life. Um, they were there going TikTok famous. Oh <laughs> man. Y'all, y'all gotta go check out my TikTok. My TikTok is popping. Mine's so, not even like anything good as hers, but she's, <laughs> she's listen, like, you just gotta know what you gotta get to the people. The hashtags. That's Give what the that's people what, it is. what they want. Give the people what they want. And that's shirtless dudes. Boom. Period. So or back that to song, books. Or that song that keeps floating around on TikTok. What is it? Which one? We were just talking about this song. This is it the one that's like, oh no, I hope I don't fall down. No. <laughs> I'm talking about the Dick Town in Dallas. Oh my gosh. That, that song is epic. On its own life. And Trey Lois is now like the most popular country singer. I know. It's insane. Oh, All right. So <laughs> back to books. We had a little tangent. Back to books. Uh, Stevie, what do you have for the 5th of January that's happening? What's popping in the book world in 2021? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, Bless you. Laura Pavlov released Rebel today, if anybody's been following her Montgomery Brothers series, which is book three. It is the final book in the Three Brothers. 
And let me just say, it is probably my favorite book right now. And I'm obsessed because I love Jack from the beginning. And of course you get a feel of Ford and Harley and Lainey and Harrison. They're all coming back for one last book. And, I'm, I, read and her, I'm still so thinking that Laura Pavlov should write a book about the mom and uh, finding her happily ever after, even if it is with Monroe's, Monroe's dad. Like, I mean, I'm with it. Yeah. I've not read it. So I have absolutely no idea. I can't comment. So I don't know. You'd I'm pretty it. sure she's on. I'm pretty sure the first book in that series is in my TBR, but man, it's called I Legacy. The, the first book is called Legacy. The second one is called Peacekeeper. And the third one is called Rebel. Yeah. I don't think, I don't have so that. Um, this week, let's see. Um, Only One Night by Natasha Madison went live today. Right. Yes, that's out today. And then, of course, Piper Rain's A Coworker's Crush is live now. Yes, it is. And we're totally going to be talking more about that book a little later in the podcast because we got a special guest today. I'm so excited for this episode. Like, oh, I'm me too. Down, like, I love a duo. Like, you know, I was counting down the days for Alexis Winter to come on. Now I'm counting down days for this one. Right? I am like, listen, this week is popping with people that I love. Like, I love a good duo. I haven't read a lot of Piper Rain. I'm excited to talk to them because I just love a good duo. Like, I love getting inside the mind of people who are like, yeah, let's come together and write books. And then oh tomorrow you already know Steve. so we're gonna go ahead and drop this special announcement because this is a special episode that is going live on sunday oh god i don't want to talk about it i'm gonna cry (laughs) sunday we are releasing a special episode and it is with saffron kent who was out it was mj's favorite author yes it is her you can't see it right now my heart and we get literally two weeks in a row she's doing two of her favorite authors you cannot see it right now but i'm in tears because after saffron kent comes up we have candy steiner, candy steiner. i don't want to talk about it okay I'm, i get chill bumps okay i'm excited about this episode and i'm excited about i'm just excited for what we have in store for 2021 you guys i'm not telling them it's a surprise but for our Valentine's Day episode, we will be doing a special Valentine's Day episode, which will go live on Valentine's Day with a yep. very, very, uh, very amazing author who is super near and dear to my heart. I love her to death. So there's that. We have a St. Patrick's Day episode. Like we're, we're up here. We're living. We have my birthday episode next month. What yes. I'm crazy about. I don't know if I should give away who it is yet because I'm really excited about this one. Listen, don't, so don't, you give away too much. a little bit of surprise for you all. Um, uh, more book stuff. Um, oh, M. Robinson has a rom-com series coming out. So like bloggers and bookstagrammers, uh, if you want to be a part of that, definitely go check out her page. Cover uh, it's The Kiss. On Friday. Yeah, and her cover reveal comes out on Friday, and uh, The Kiss is comes out on February 15th. I'm really excited to see Monica write rom-com, you know, because she's usually so, like, dark and angsty and mafia, and I'm really excited to see this new world that she's about to take us in. So I'm hype. I love her writing. I love her as an author, so I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Um, at first. Right? I'm ready. Let's go in. No, no, no kitty floats. Time out. One thing we gotta talk about, I gotta talk about, I gotta talk about it. Somebody's gonna let me talk about this, okay? This is the reason I have this podcast is so I can rant and y'all have no choice but to listen to me. My favorite read of 2020, without a doubt, Dead Man Walking by, I, so sorry if I say your name wrong, but it's Gina Darling. Gianna. Gianna Darling. Listen, I'm from the South. Sounds like Gina, whatever. Gianna Darling. Miss Darling. Dead Man Walking, 2020, best read 
Oh my God. I literally can't. I still have goosebumps. I am in love with Priest. Priest and Bia are everything you need for 2020. It is dark. It is edgy. It is so well written. It's poetic. It's everything. Like I can literally cannot ask for anything. You can't ask for anything better in a book. It's got mystery. It's got danger. It's got serial killers. It's got two serial killers. And like, it's amazing. And Priest and Bia are everything 2020 needed to end on. So 10 out of 10, if you guys have not read Dead Men Walking, go do that. I could talk about it for years, but I'm not going to because we got crap to do today. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so 10 out of 10 recommend. That's my favorite read of 2020. What's your favorite read of 2020, Stevie? Be careful with what you're about to answer with. I know, right? I'm just kidding. If it's not me, it's okay. That is a tough question. Um, I was in your top 10, five, so I'm cool with it. You were you were my top ten, and if you've seen my video, you, you would know who my number one read was this year. I did. Hold up. Wait. Did I? Yeah. Listen, I saw myself, and that was I was like, oh, cool. Yay, I win. Uh, well, and I didn't do it in order. It was all different, random. But there wasn't a particular author in there that was my top read. Oh my god! Now I want to know who it is. Spill the beans. It's not me, obviously. <laughs> My top read of 2020 was Rebecca Yaros, The Reality mm. of Everything. Gotcha. It gotcha. Is part of her series. I heard really good things about that book. Um, it is a phenomenal book. I mean, I literally cried, shed tears for hours on this book. Like, I was literally sitting in my bed at 2 a.m. with ice cream, like, sobbing. I mean, um, hey, I heard good things about it. I mean, I just want to, like, say... Series. So I just want to say that, like, before we pop on with Piper Rain and have a little chit chat with them, um, that I'm super thankful to everybody that put me in their top 10, five, whatever for 2020. Uh, 2020 has been an insane year. I'm excited to say goodbye to it, but I'm also sad to say goodbye to it as well because, you know, I became an author. I met Stevie in 2020. I did all kinds of cool things and You're I'm a podcast. I did a podcast. I'm just really thankful for everything that 2020 has brought me. And thank you to every bookstagram or Instagram or blog or whatever, Insta famous star, whatever had that has included me in their top 10 or best reads of 2020. It really has meant a lot. I cried, but it's fine. So yeah, I want to say shout out and thank you to that. If anybody hears me, I love you long time. She's an easy crier when it comes to saying nice things about her. Listen, it's the gratitude. It's it's the childhood trauma. Childhood <laughs> trauma. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So uh, Stevie, I think you're ready to ready to pop on over with Piper Rain. Yes, I'm so excited. So let's introduce them. And God, Piper Rain is a USA Today best-selling author duo. Our goal is to bring you romance stories that have heartwarming humor with a side of sizzle. Okay. You caught us. That's our tagline. A little about us. We both have Kindles full of one clickable books. We're both married to husbands who drive us to drink. Hashtag same. We're both chauffeurs to our kids. Most of all, we love hot heroes and quirky heroines that make us laugh. And we hope you do too. Congratulations, you guys, on your newest release today, A Coworker's Crush, the sixth book in the rooftop crew series, which is available now. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And like, thank you guys so much for joining us on a release day. Happy you. <laughs> uh, do you want to take it, Piper? You want no, me? you go ahead, Ray. Oh, you want, okay. 
Uh, Cloverfish Crush is sixth in the series. It's actually two tattoo artists. She's a tattoo artist, and so is he. That's hot. Um, so we pretty much teased a little bit from the get-go as soon as he came in about book three, and we've been mm-hmm. teasing that trope of like a co-worker's enemies to lovers kind of vibe. Vibe, a trope. And then um, she's also a single mom. So he, you know, also kind of like, oh, I don't like has befriended her daughter and like mm-hmm. like does a lot of things for her and he was I a foster kid so I think like he like so that's part of it and so that's just like them you know obviously they don't like each other at first she thinks he's like kind of like a little bit of a playboy you know and oh yeah we love so, that yeah. mm-hmm. listen every single time I read these but I love reading like uh tattoo shop books and stuff like that about tattoo artists because I, I, I love tattoos I have multiple tattoos like many of them and I'm like, where are these people finding these hot tattoo artists? Because mine don't look like that. Mine are like 75-year-old men with biker beards. I'm confused. I will say, because I was trying to get like a muse of him to like mm-hmm. put in our group or whatever to be like, hey, this is kind of like who I envisioned Jax. I could not find one. that was Exactly. Like- exactly do do you remember rain how it started is i i had been visiting seattle and i got a tattoo usually Mm -hmm. when i go somewhere i get a tattoo and um so my husband and i were in seattle and i got a tattoo at this place called under the needle and i sent you some pictures remember i was like Mm -hmm. i just really loved this tattoo shop and it had a cool Mm -hmm. feel and this cutie was like doing my um tattoo and he like he was very like quiet mild-mannered and um and then and then like you know they give you your card like to follow them on instagram and things like that and so Mm -hmm. i looked him up and then i realized like he had like this really nice like kind of like curly hair and then like but when you pulled it up he had like hellbound (laughs) oh shit yeah and like like, if i had seen that i would have been like very um nervous you know but but he just like was like he had like his hoodie up and stuff and I couldn't see it and he seemed like a very like mild-mannered guy and so I remember hellbound that's nice yes but it said like you know on his forehead hellbound and um love it gotta love a forehead tattoo doing this series I had sent rain some pictures of the tattoo shop and was like uh because we thought let's let's do a tattoo shop and I was like oh I really love this one like what do you Mm -hmm. think I love the I love the vibe of all of that. It's just like I said, like I'm just like, where are all these people finding these hot ass people that are tattooed? And like on TikTok, there's like a shit ton of tattooed men, and I'm like, where are you? <laughs> because that's not what people look like. I don't understand. Like, you know how many people I've seen that have like the words like their ta- their name tattooed across their chest and it's spelt wrong. <laughs> so uh stevie (laughs) stop laughing at me so (laughs) you can go ahead and take the first question for the bailey series and we'll just uh switch back and forth and ask you guys the questions and we'll go from there obviously i am a bailey series um fanatic i've been following since book one she's been fangirling all week she's excited i'm excited everybody's excited i've been fangirling since i read the last novella which is grandma dory's oh my god so I'm all about this. So what inspired the Bailey series? Go ahead, Piper. You can take it. Um, well, we had, prior to the Baileys, we'd been writing three book series and we really wanted to do a longer series. And we knew that we wanted it um, to be set around family, like a large family. Mm-hmm. Um, we were at, at a conference together and we just kind of like started plotting it out. I know, um, I can't remember why we decided Alaska. I think we just wanted somewhere a little different. I know a lot of people are doing Alaska now, but at the time we, I think we had decided this quite a bit before we even started writing it. So at the time there really wasn't much going on in books in Alaska. Mm-hmm. So we thought let's do Alaska. 
Um, and we wanted to do a family, but we really wanted something a little special about them. Like, you know, um, which is why we decided to have the parents, um, have already passed away at the beginning of these books and kind of have had prior to the starting of the series, have the family have to kind of like get together and like really, you know, be there for each other in a way that a lot of families wouldn't have to. Um, and it just kind of like, we planned it all out through that whole conference, like book one through nine, um, most of which we stuck with like little things here and there we changed, but the general idea of each book and the names and everything we came up with all on that weekend, um oh my god jesus i wish <laughs> oh yeah i could no, never that's not common for us trust us yeah, no. I genuinely i'm not even joking you i almost did not write a whole ass book because i did not like the character's name and my team was like just change his name just change it it's yeah. okay have your mental breakdown he's fine I, it's, it's hard like I, those beginning stages are so hard but there's just something about this series for us that came together and pretty easily really um I think as far as plotting it out and yeah I think I, I don't think I think is there anything else I should add Wayne that you can think of <laughs> so uh, I actually love the fact that it's based in Alaska I don't know what it is like I mean I don't think there's anything wrong with summer okay there's just something very uh, like poetic about the cold like uh it's just something very different about it I don't know I just think cool things happen in the winter and the rain Mm -hmm. just like every romance movie ever there's rain somewhere and so it's like I don't know there's just I love that um so this series really balances the line of like heartache and like comedy like really well you guys teeter that line so is that split up between the both of you like is one of you more funny and the other one's more angsty or like is that just like a combination uh we do you think I think that I am a little bit more heart and Piper is a little bit more funny mm-hmm. oh, okay cool 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 so you guys like split it up like that that's neat yeah so I think that's how it we're I think that's how our voice comes to, comes to be one yeah I yeah. wish I could be funny I wish I could be funny that doesn't happen for me <laughs> Stevie go ahead um now this is a series obviously about a huge family do you guys come from big families like was that inspiration no but I always it's always, always like that bro it's always like that <laughs> I come from um so, I only have a you brother know, on the last oh wait is she with me oh I think she please. it's okay oh. go ahead y'all you go while you have the signal go <laughs> <laughs> no I was saying I don't come from a big family I wish I did I have one brother that's it mm-hmm. um I probably wouldn't even like it if I did come up from a big family in reality, but the idea of it really appeals to me. Um, but uh, so no, I don't come from a big family. Yeah, I don't either. I have a brother and a sister. I have Holy one snap. uncle and one aunt who's actually divorced from my uncle now, but we still call her my aunt because <laughs> so long. Three cousins. That's all I have. I would love to have a big family. Like I always oh, no, like don't. those holidays where it's like oh, no. the max. Like oh, no. No, you don't. Like I do come from a big family. No, you don't. You don't want it. I swear to God. You don't. <laughs> I have, I have, five, my mom is the old, or one of the five kids. Mm. And I am the oldest of 19 grandkids. <gasps> don't even play games with me. I'll top you with that every single time. Don't even play games with me. Okay. Like my grandfather's been married three times. My dad has been married three times. I myself alone have five siblings. Mind you that my grandfather has uh, like children out the Yahoo. I have like seven aunts and uncles. Really? And then they all have their children. 
I have like 18 cousins. It's insane. I promise that you do not. I mean, I love my family. <laughs> I know. I but know. they're oh, literally oh, insane. Oh, yeah. Right. Insane on a, a, like a whole nother level. It's insane. That's but yeah. <laughs> so I kind of, I love the fact that it's kind of like centered around like family. And like, I, and I think it's so funny that like authors who don't have like bigger families <laughs> write books about bigger families. And when I write books, they have like one sibling. They're like an only <laughs> child. <laughs> It's like, oh, it's the complete opposite. It's fine. Whatever. Um, so uh, the babe, birth of a baby daddy, uh, where this is like the one plot, right? That I was like, this is cool. Mm-hmm. So where did this plot twist of like twins come from? Like, where did that just like, does that like a. You're going to die when you find out. So like the twins. Oh, shit, I'm ready. From, we had already bought the pictures. So we bought all of our cover photos. Oh, ahead of time. And then. We were going through them when we were planning out the when we were at this conference and we we're going through them and I'm like God those those we're like those two look really similar and Piper's like I think they're the same guy and we and we're like well they're gonna be twins. My <laughs> <laughs> God, it's like oops. <laughs> and kind of the same thing with I think did we just grab the the Sedona's picture? I think the last picture was the last one we grabbed. Mm-hmm. And then I think we just decided she'd be a twin because we liked the picture so much, maybe, so that there would be two sets of twins. Yeah. So it was just like, well, we got to figure out a way to segue that in somewhere because <laughs> <laughs> they look alike. Okay. <laughs> I really love that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And Stevie, now? Now that the Baileys is over, what can you ex- what can we expect from the spinoff of Sunrise Bay? Okay. Do you want to do it, Oh, I don't know if she's frozen. Um, good things. Good things. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's going to be, it'll be, it'll have the same feel as the Baileys. It's a little different because this time we're dealing with a blended family. Mm-hmm. I love a good blended family. Um, That's my So life. it's different than uh, what's going on with the Baileys, but it has the same small town feel. Um, you know, the family's still very close mm-hmm. and um you know, you still get the grandma Dory and the ethyl hijinks, like you saw in the Baileys <laughs> and that type of thing. So um, it'll be similar, but not the same as the Baileys, you know. All right, cool, cool. So these books are books that I would consider like slow burn, right? So is that like not necessarily like insta love, which I really like, um, because as uh, Stevie knows very well, um, books that like are insta love, I can't do it. I literally cannot. Like somebody's got to like make me cry. Somebody's got to go through some stuff. Okay, I can't. So is that like your guys' lane? Like, is that just like what you guys prefer to write? Like you're more of like the slow burn type of authors? I think we've turned out to be that way. And we didn't start out that way. Um, I feel like in our first series, The Modern Love, it was pretty like, it was pretty quick. Right? Yeah. That's yeah, it was. On. They were they were by 25% usually like falling into bed or something. But, <laughs> and then like after that, we kind of, we, but we'll, it's common for us to call each other and be like, I don't know. I don't know when they're going to have sex. Like, I don't know when they're going to like, <laughs> and then the other one will always be just like, Oh, just, just let it happen. The story will like, I think like Brooklyn's, which was book two, it was like, I don't think it's ever going to happen. Like there's never, never going to, like you were getting there. You know what I mean? But yeah. I think there's only like, even I remember her calling me after she read it and she was like, I think there's only like one sex scene and it's at like 80% or something. <laughs> You know, I guess we got to make it the best sex scene we can, you know. But. Yeah, it's got to be like epic, like world, yeah. like crushing, <laughs> like it has to be yeah. fantastic. I don't, I mean, I think I would say 
so this one I'm writing now is more slow burn than normal. And so like when I'm talking, like when my beta team is reading or whatever, they're like, they're like, MJ, like chill out. Like I'm freaking out because I'm like, they haven't even kissed yet. I'm like, I'm like this far in the book and they're not even kissed yet. And they're like, chill. It's okay. Like you're, you're, you're going to be all right. It'll be fine. Like it'll be okay. I agree. Um, I feel like you just know your characters and you know, like, I don't know, I guess you just kind of, so we kind of just feel it out. Right. Exactly. I'm controlling them. They don't feel like kissing right now. They're not I, going to. Yeah. <laughs> um, so actual attention to get the reader through. You know exactly. I mean? like, yeah. Like little, moment, you know, little drops here yeah. and there. It'll be okay. Um, so these are basically like writing questions that we're going to move on to um, about you guys uh, together and separately. Um, how did you guys meet? Oh, um, she's like a couple. It's like, how did you meet you? <laughs> Back in 20, the spring of 2014 okay. um, at our first signing, we did it. We shared an editor and we were both at a signing in Atlanta and um, we got introduced through our editor because we had the same one and we just mm -hmm. became fast friends really it's that we're simple up at the same time like yeah we're kind of oh. at the same stage of our careers yeah. and um yeah we just became friends that way so like who was the first one that was like hey i have an idea let's get together <laughs> let's write these books as a unit i think it's piper mm -hmm. yeah we had kind of like just sort of casually mentioned it for a couple years before we did it just mm -hmm. you know you and then nothing happened. And then I don't even remember what the impetus was, but in 2016, I was, I, I just remember being like, okay, like, I think, feel like we should either just do this or just, we're never going to do it and like move on. Um, and so we thought, okay, well, let's just give it a shot and see how it goes. And then we left and it all went well. It went well. And so we left our other endeavors. <laughs> <laughs> It went fantastic. I mean, I I genuinely co like commend and applaud like on so many levels that you guys are able to do this. Like even with my best friend who I've been best friends with since I was in middle school. If she ever tried to come at me and try to talk and write books with me, I know we would not be friends anymore. Couldn't do it. I just genuinely I cannot. And I tell Stevie this all the time. I really want to be able to like do that like maybe write an anthology or write like a, you know, like a mixed book, something. I don't know if I'm going to ever be able to do it because I am such a control freak when it comes to like the things that happen that I just don't know if I'll ever be able to ever. You have to like, I feel like it was, I mean, so it's been like four years, right? So like we really, you do have to sometimes step away from yourself, like, mm -hmm. and then to see that is the best thing for the story, which can be hard. <sighs> I feel like we're all used to controlling that ourselves, right? Yeah yeah and, and sometimes like a lot of times when we don't agree like if we're not seeing something in the same way like like I'll like if I'm you know rain will be like no no let's do it your way and I'll and it, like we'll kind of pick our battles yeah. you know like I'll say like no that's not something I want to fight for so like if you think it's better this way let's do it this way you know but there are points that each of us will feel strong enough about that will be like no I really really am going to dig in on this I think it's important this you is know, like that, a marriage. I love that. This. Like X, Y, it really is. It's probably This is great marriage, marriage counseling. <laughs> you know, you're, so you're we, going through a rough spot in your marriage. <laughs> listen to this yeah. podcast. Mm -hmm. So I think we both kind of choose our battles of, of what is, we think is super important and what is just like a yeah. preference, you know, yeah. a personal preference. Well, that's cool. I like that. I mean, I think it's awesome. I think you guys work well together. I mean, and I think when reading your guys' books, I mean, 
I can't, I don't think you can tell that there are two people writing it because I feel like you guys are kind of on the same wavelength. Mm. So it's a compliment to you guys and like your writing ability. (laughs) Um, So how do you, speaking of the writing of it, how do you guys split up the writing? Do you guys like have an outline where like you write the first half, I write the second half, we teeter back and forth, or you just like, dude, I'm done writing for the day, I'm tagging you in. (laughs) (laughs) We actually, we outline everything together. So Mm -hmm. um, everything, like usually there's a big meeting right before, and then I write the rough draft. So Mm -hmm. and then after I write the rough draft, it goes to Piper, and then she does editing of it. So then her voice, you know, kind of comes in after that. I think that's how we get the the heart and the humor together. Yeah. And then she sees it through the editing process, and then I read it one more time before release, and then that's it. Do you ever read what Piper does, and you're like, what is this? just like or like vice versa like in any other situation because listen I'm very blunt I don't even care she probably does she's probably like what the, the sentence doesn't even make sense number That's one and then, okay. um, but no no whenever I write whenever I read something that rain is writing or no if I'm reading something back at the very end that I've written lead on so I've done the rough draft and rain's done like mm-hmm. I think I don't and rain can attest I don't have a great memory for, for <laughs> And so I will feel like I didn't write anything in this because I don't remember writing any of it. And I'll be like, yes. oh, you did a great job with that book. Like, because I don't remember writing everything I loved. I don't remember writing any of it. Oh my God. <laughs> like, no, fantastic. you wrote that. So it's, it, it becomes, even when you get it back, like, it's hard to, like, I don't, I can't even tell where it's her and where it's me. Like, it's just, it's just a book basically. Yeah. It's like one brain. I love that. Yeah. That's insane. I love that. I would never be able to do it, but I love it. Sometimes I'm surprised too. Like when I write the rough draft, I'm surprised she can already see like where that wound of the character is and like where mm-hmm. it be sprinkled in right like without us really fully maybe exploring that you know yeah so I don't know we must share some kind of a brain path I don't know but. something in the, like your souls are connected some way right. <laughs> so um what is the biggest struggle of being an author duo I know that there is some there's got to be some um I mean no, like, for me, I feel like I don't do enough maybe I don't know or you feel like you don't want to put too much on somebody else's shoulders or you know yeah I mean? like I'm like no hand it off you know what I mean or yeah so just trying to like find the balance of like where to like the work that you do and like the work mm-hmm. you both do as like units yeah yeah I think that we've kind of like I think we've really it had took us a, like a year or so I think to really hammer those roles out to where mm-hmm. we're both like like she's definitely more business end than I am like so she can handle that like a lot better than I can you know what I mean yeah so like I feel like I have a creative mind and I'm good that route you know what I mean yeah like really good with spreadsheets and numbers so she kind of gets all that done you know what I mean dyslexic so numbers are not my friend (laughs) (laughs) the fact that I'm even an author is a deal (laughs) um so on the other off like on the other like end of the spectrum what's the biggest like the best thing about being an author duo Oh, I just, I think just having a teammate and having somebody that's as invested in, um, the outcome as you are definitely, sure. you know, um, like being an author can be lonely. Yeah. You know, if you don't have yeah, like a core group of people that you can trust that surround you and, mm-hmm. um, like with our partnership, like I always, you know, but when I was writing myself, I would go into an author group and ask all these questions and bet them around. But I find we don't really do that anymore because we have each other. Yeah. Um, which I mean, maybe it makes us a bit insular, but it, it works for us. So. 
Yeah, I mean, and I think having like a like a sounding board that is like on the same page as you is also, you know, super helpful. So I love that. That's awesome. Um, so as a unit, so you got two brains, how do you each handle negative feedback when it comes to your books? I don't know. I think um Piper's better at than I am. Yeah, I think I, <laughs> I can um because I'm just probably in general a meaner person. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not, I'm not a mean person, but rain is very much like amiable. Like she wants everyone to be happy all the time. Whereas I understand that everyone's not going to be happy all the time and that's okay. <laughs> right. You guys would like split my personalities. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I think like we have, I would say it's rare that a bad or negative feedback will really get to me. It's generally when you can tell someone's being really putting an effort into being mean. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Versus just like not really digging your work. That's fine. Like I just tell myself, that's not my reader. Like I read lots of things that are very popular that I don't really love that much. And I'm just not the reader for that book. Yeah. So I I accept that there are people that are going to pick up our work and be like, "Mm, I don't really like something light and fluffy and sexy. That's not what I like. Yeah. So that's fine. So I, I think for me, I just, just think to myself, like, that's not a reader and that's okay. You know, Stevie has like a, a thing. I don't even know what to call it. It's like a, like a mantra what is it okay because obviously I'm the blogger of the two of us I do the reviews and I'm not one to write bad reviews I won't do it because I believe that every author puts their hard work into it so it's for me it might not be my cup of tea of the trope or the idea of the book but that author still put all that time in it and I'm not going to say anything bad about that just yeah I am yeah. yeah. And I get, I get told that it like, why aren't you saying like, you don't really like the, all these books do you? And I'm like, I do like, I respect every single author for doing what they do. Yeah, exactly. And I just feel like in, I feel like what a lot of people don't realize is that these are like human beings behind, you know, these books, you know, like we're not, we're not robots. Like we got feelings. Okay. <laughs> and so, I mean, I think that it's really hard for people to kind of separate the fact that these are our characters and behind those characters is like a real human being and so like I won't ever I won't ever like diss somebody on their work mostly just because I know how much hard work it comes into it and maybe it's just not my cup of tea like it's somebody's cup of tea it's just not mine and but it doesn't mean I need to like bash somebody because (laughs) you know it's not what I like so I once read a review of somebody who put down an author because wrote about too many blondes and there was not enough brunettes. Yes. Oh my gosh, I know. So that's what a review. You know what I mean? Like some reviews can be constructive, right? Like, yeah. Say, like when I was like, before I was part of Piper Rain, I was just Michelle Lynn. Like I did those reviews. I used to like, I used to let them like, just like depress me, right? Yeah. I've gotten over that now. And maybe it's because for Piper Rain, we released so fast, right? Mm-hmm. But I have this like thing that I do that always makes me feel better with reviews is like, so if I read a book that I love, I go into the reviews and I'll read all yeah. the negative reviews. Me too. I do that too. To do that. I'm like, okay, what didn't they like about it? Since I love this book and I do that. Yeah. And if I didn't care for a book, I will read the good reviews, right? Because I want yeah. just to remind myself, like you said, like there's always going to be bad and good reviews. I think Alexis Winter said that. Yeah, I that, love it. For every time, for every book that she reads a bad review, she her favorite author, she goes and checks those oh, because right. they make her feel better about hers. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I can understand that. I just like, I mean, everybody's just different. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think when I first started writing, so like my first book that came out, I was like, 
glued to Goodreads. I'll, I'm gonna read every single one of these. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of got to the point where I was just, I let my, um, I let my team like send me ones. Like if there is like a, you know, like a bad one that has constructive criticism, I'll let them send it to me and I'll read that and I'll take that into consideration. But if it's just something that's just hateful, they don't, I don't read it and they don't send it to me because I'm an emotional creature. Okay. It hurts. <laughs> that's, that's me. me. <laughs> that's me. And, and I don't have a piper to be like, get your shit together. <laughs> like, I don't have that. Go on to the next book. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So now we're going to ask questions about reading habits, and I'm going to let Stevie take that one because I have a pet rat, and he's in my hand right now, and he's wanting to be playful, so I'm putting him in the cage. Sure. What is the first book that ever made you cry? Oh. Good question. Um, I don't cry a lot of books but I can remember crying to Amaya Banks book and it was one of her Scottish historicals and I think it was I don't remember the name because it was a long time ago but it was the last one in that I think she only has one Scottish historical series it was the last one in that series whatever that's called and Ryan oh god I don't know I'm thinking it's um I think it's been a while I kind of teared up a little bit on this one that Piper just referred to me and how to kill a rock star but I didn't really cry in that one cry all the time um I did cry and I'm trying to think it was like this the triple it was like a trilogy and it was young adult and I had to wait a year between each release oh shape far oh what was it called by Rebecca Donovan and I can't think of the I don't know why I can't think of the names of it oh my god oh my the breathe series yeah 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 yeah. okay okay last one that I really like cried in like I cry all the time. I can't even, it, the, the question is like, what book have not, have you not cried? <laughs> not Reading. I cry um, a lot of things. <laughs> emotional creatures. I try not to get in, like, yeah. I mean, I do read lighter, I think, recently, but yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So what's your favorite underappreciated book? Like a book you read and it was like, why are not enough people reading this? Oh. It could be one of your own. I would say the one I just forced Rain to read, which is How to Kill a Rockstar. That is true. I was surprised when I saw that. Like, sounds very interesting. That hadn't been because I have seen it referred so many places, and like mm-hmm. I saw another thread on it too, Piper, about like people saying how they would love to reread that book again and stuff. And I was like, Yeah, how, it's how have I gone this whole time and never heard of it, right? Yeah. And I was like glued to the pages. Like this is how bad that I was reading that book. So. I left it on my bed and my dog chewed up the last 30 pages of the book. Okay. So then, so I'm like, well, I'm just going to keep reading. So I reordered the paperback and I kept reading and I thought I'll never get to the end in time before the other paperback comes. Yeah. It was right around Christmas time. So Christmas was like, so nothing was coming. Right. Mm-hmm. So I finally got like one Sunday, I was like spending the whole day reading. I got to the last part and there's these chewed up pages. I'm like, oh my God. I had to <laughs> read the end. Right. <laughs> So what do I do? And I one click the Kindle to get it on the Kindle app. <laughs> yeah. so, then, so now I had two paperbacks and the Kindle edition. Goes all the way to the back. <laughs> that tells you how good the book was that it had to be read. I'm gonna have to read that. It sounds like I like the title of it. So yeah, I have to read that. It's good. I feel like most people that have read it love it. And, and it's not that it wasn't popular, but I just don't think it was ever as wildly popular as it's more like, I think of it as like an, almost a favorite who mm-hmm. reads it loves it but I feel like it never really made mainstream like popularity yeah yeah mm-hmm. it should have 
Um, and some of like your favorite authors, like thing, like people that you could like reread over and over and over again and people that inspired you to be an author. You want me? I'll go. Uh, yeah, you well, go. Yeah. We loved, uh, we actually, Piper and I, we both love Jill Chavez a lot. And I know that um, for me, that spurred a lot of me wanting to be a writer. Yeah. And then, um, let's see, I love Christina Lauren. Mm-hmm. Presley Cole. Yeah, she's really like Presley Cole. I love Presley Cole. I love Karen Marie Monning and I love Karina Halley too. All right, cool. Yeah, first of all, I'm like writing all these down. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to after this podcast. I'm be like, we'll repeat that so I can write them down. Because I'm I can always send like, you Rex, and if you if you are open to horror with your romance, then Queen oh, Holly's, don't even, girl. Rena Holly's Experiment in Terror series is one of my absolute favorite series, and I highly, highly recommend it. Piper, you don't know me. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, like no joke. I swear to God. Um, so Stevie and I have very different like tastes when it comes. That was actually my next question for you guys. Um, so me and Stevie have very different tastes when it comes to reading. When I'm not writing, there's a hair in my face. Um, when I'm not writing, I read like horror, everything. Like Stephen King is my favorite author and I like H.P. Lovecraft and like Ray Bradbury. And that's what made me want to be a writer. How I found romance in there. I don't know. But we did. And so, yeah, I love horror. I love dark romance. And Stevie is more like on the lighter side. And I'm more like on like, mm-hmm. what's border serial killer? Okay. <laughs> like, we'll just. Okay. So I'm going to send you a link to this series because you will love it. I'm telling oh, you, sweet. you'll eat it up. She yeah. makes Yay. fun of me because my favorite trope is secret baby. Oh. The amount of secret <laughs> baby sorry, recommendations. Sorry. The amount of secret baby recommendations she sends me, I'll be like, I need like a book rec. And she'll be like, here's this one. And I'm like, this is a secret baby. And she's like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm like i don't even want to read it <laughs> it's a good book, That's i can't i can't i look there is a secret baby anthology coming out mm. in june really? <laughs> and Jeez, i'm all on this <laughs> lord help you um, i'm signed so, up right away <laughs> so um do you guys have well obviously not really but like i was gonna ask if you guys had like different reading tastes like do you read stuff that's like different from like what you guys write and at any time yeah i read horror and i read thrillers and um i I really like paranormal romance a lot which i'm not sure rain really digs all that much i've Um, read one paranormal series normal it's nothing that i I just don't gravitate towards it i don't think yeah Mm -hmm. um but i am mostly a romance reader and probably more on like the contemporary side of it Um, oh cool maybe a nonfiction, a nonfiction for writing obviously i would read and then I don't know, like my one friend referred um, like Untamed to me recently, which is a, you know, but for the most part, I'm strictly a romance reader. I think I, I, I think I read like one paranormal book, like paranormal romance book, and I'm pretty sure it's the Evermore series. I don't know, it's pretty popular. I don't know if anybody's read it. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I'm also gonna link you then to Cressy Cole's Immortals After Dark series because that is a killer series. Like for paranormal, it's it's like really really good. So I'm sending you both those links. And you can cool. thank me later. All right, cool. I will. Um, I have, but I read, I think I read one. It was the Evermore series. And it's like, uh, where she, her uh, um, boyfriend like dies and he comes back a ghost and they just continue to date. And oh. like, he, he, like he has this immoral battle with himself because he's, she feels like, he feels like he's not, she's not living her life the way she needs to be living it. Cause obviously they can't do the things that regular couples can do kind of thing. And he's going to stay the same age and she's going to age. And he just feels like he's, and in the end of it, it's very sad. I'm not going to spoil it, but it's very sad. And I cried. So Aww. 
it's fine. That's um, though. Yeah, it's the Evermore series. I'll link you guys to it when I get off the okay. podcast, and I'll let you guys see it. Um, so now for our favorite part of the podcast, trope questions. All right. Super exciting. There are so many different tropes in the Bailey series. Like, I love it. <laughs> and I love the variety. Um, so how do you take, like, kind of, like, common, I would say, like, common tropes and, like, put your own little twist on them? Like, where, how, where, how? Uh, well, we That's planned like, out all the tropes for the Baileys. We planned them all out on purpose. Like we had all the titles and everything. Like we knew what the trope was going to be before we really knew the character. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how we make them our own. Because let me say that twin thing. I I was like, <laughs> I know, ma'am. Yeah, I mean that came spur of the moment, didn't it, Piper? Didn't we decide that at the end of *Rain Jilted Bride* that we were going to make it be like who's the daddy or whatever? Yeah, I feel like we're. I think we're on a call, and it just kind of came up, and we're like, well, what if we did this? Like, wouldn't that be kind of interesting? There are some things that we've. I know that we've thought of to kind of like twist tropes up, but in the end, we don't. We can't do them because we're just like it doesn't fit the Piper kind of book. Like it just is too like angsty or too just something that is not like conducive to like a rom com you know, sort of yeah. way. So we're like, that would be great, but it's not, we can't write it in one of these books. It's just not, our readership won't enjoy it. And mm-hmm. um, so, but that is always the struggle is trying to bring common tropes and make them, keep them fresh. So they're interesting. Yeah. And also like, I feel like, like there's certain tropes, like enemies to lovers. I don't care. I'm never going to get tired of that trope ever. Ever. Same girl. And so, same. It's <laughs> never gonna happen. I, you can do it eighteen thousand million times, and I'm still gonna love it. Yeah. And I feel like there are some tropes like that, like enemy silvers, but there are also ones that are very like, uh, I would say like beaten. So it's like when I see it, I'm like, ah, again. But then I read it, and I love when authors like revamp that like yeah. love of that trope for me. And I think that you guys do that so well. So like with Stevie and the secret baby, right? Yeah. And so like when I read and she like recommends like really good secret baby ones and I read them and I'm like, <sighs> I have like, yeah, like this is like, I like this. So I like that you guys are able to do that. And I think it's like kudos to you guys and like your writing ability. Oh, thank you. Um, Stevie, you want to take the next trope question? Um, what's one trope you haven't written, but you would like to and why? Hmm. Well, we... I guess we can say right rain amnesia is one <gasps> Ooh. but i wish that can i, I say i could say right but it will be included in one of our upcoming books i won't say oh, i'm gonna when, cry where but <laughs> so well, that's what we i mean if you look at like if you if you looked at what we have up for pre-orders you probably will figure it out really. yeah probably yeah, yeah. Oh God. Is it the, okay, can I ask a question? Is it the boy or the guy? And now we're, we're happy that we get to write it. Yeah. Is it the girl or the guy? It's the girl. Oh, guys. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, okay, I think amnesia tropes are like, I've not read a lot of them, but the ones I have read every time, it's like right in the gut. Every time. I love that trope. I love but tropes I that make like me cry. We try to put in the tropes we want. I mean, I feel yeah. like none of us will say like, "Hey, I really want this one trope." Like, let's see if we can mm-hmm. fit it. You know what I mean? And then, well, you guys say that like angsty is not like your reader lane. Mm-hmm. You know, but have you guys ever wanted to kind of like be like, "We're driving down this road and we're gonna take a sharp left turn." <laughs> <laughs> kind of have, just yes. shock your readers <laughs> and wanted to write something super angsty like mafia Ooh. Oh, 
I mean, we both. Wrote- I love. I could never write it, but I love mafia romance. Yeah, but me too. yeah, I think there are times that we've. Do- yeah, just a little bit. I'm like, pause just so we had considered doing something. Yeah, okay, I'll answer because okay, go ahead. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, there were times we considered doing other things, right? I mean, like I mm-hmm. think our previous names both were more angsty pen names. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I don't know. I don't know. We would probably wouldn't do it under Piper. Sometimes we're just like, that's not really rom-com. Like nobody's gonna be laughing at that if we write that. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. Like, we're not gonna find the humor in it. So we do try to like push it aside. But I think that maybe eventually we would want to explore something. You know what I mean? I don't know. Totally never, read it. Never, right? Yeah, I would totally read it. I have to like balance out my reading with like, uh, so like, like I said, I read a lot of dark stuff and I'll just binge read like a shoe ton of dark books. And I'm like, yep, I gotta lighten it up somewhere. We gotta read a, read a rom-com. <laughs> so like, I feel like rom-coms for me, especially in like the romance genre is like, you know, like you guys and like Serenay. I love, oh my God, that chick makes me laugh so hard. I love her. Um, so yeah, if you need like rom-com recommendations, right. <laughs> I would definitely say you two, like for That's sure great. when people ask I me. I feel like we've like, uh, I always tell Piper that I feel like we've, we were really more like, I guess, slapstick funny in the beginning, like our modern love series. I don't know if you guys have read that one. It was a little I bit like, um, it was a little bit more like out there rom-com, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, whereas like, I feel like the Baileys is rom-com, but it's still like so much heart and like so much like backstory in it is too, you know what I yeah. mean? Maybe we've not as funny as some of the great rom-coms are funny. Our funny doesn't comes in more in like different ways, maybe with like the family dynamics and like yeah. the centering and like all that stuff. But. but I totally relate to that. Like, listen, nobody's wrote a book about how my family is because my family <laughs> is literally clinically insane. um but like I like I mean I enjoy reading books about big families and like seeing you know how other you know people portray like these you know bigger families and stuff like that but there's sometimes I'll read them and I was like this is inaccurate we not like not with you guys not you guys I mean like in general I, I can't remember it was a long time ago I read one and I was like yeah, we don't get along like that. Nope. <laughs> we don't, we don't like each other half the time. Like my dad, oh my God, this is so funny. I'm going to share this. My dad for Christmas over the Christmas or whatever holidays, my whole family gets together and my grandparents who I'm still lucky enough to have in my life. And, um, we get together and we have like, there's like 8,000 of us in one house and we were all hanging out and it started to snow. So we had a white Christmas for like the first time ever. And it started to snow like hard. And I'm talking, we got like 10 inches of snow. And my dad, my aunt is sitting on the couch and she's like, what happens if a blizzard comes and we all get like snowed into this house? And my dad said, I'm walking my ass home. He said, I like, I love all y'all, but I don't like a single one of you. He said, I ain't staying in this damn house. He said, I'll walk home. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, uh, but yeah, so that's how my family is. That's how it always been. But see, I love that. Like I would love to be a part of your family. <laughs> my dad, bro, he's a nut. And so is my grandpa. They're the same person. It's insane. Um, so last trope question is what is your guys's separately or together, your favorite trope to write? Like the one that you're like, yeah, I could write this over and over and over again and never get tired of it. Right. Enemies uh, to lovers for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah probably. I mean, enemies to lovers is easy. Um, I mean, not easy, but I mean, like, like let's. Gra- I think we both gravitate to that. Like, usually, yeah. enemies to lovers in every one of our series. I feel like um, I do love fake relationship. I think I could write fake relationship over and over again. 
So like fake marriage, fake girlfriend, fake boyfriend, engagement, like yeah. I just want that to happen to me. Huh? I want that to happen to me like one time. Right? <laughs> like, I'm okay, married. I just awkward. read Rebel by Laura Badlaw, which released today. That was a fake relationship, and it was probably my favorite book from that series. Really? Oh. And I what just had it? like a meltdown. Like I read it on New Year's Eve, and I just like it like literally threw me for a loop, and I fell in love all over again. Was like, I can I just have more fake relationships this year? <laughs> I I honestly, I genuinely cannot think of the last like fake relationship book I read, which is kind of I don't even I read so many books I don't even know. Like I don't even think that's a trope that I read pretty often. Most of it's because like. I don't know. I just never see them. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's I mean, they like sneak in maybe sometimes and maybe it's not like the dominating trope in the series. I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, like the deal by L. Kennedy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like that, you know, relationship. Hey, whatever. Lind has one too. I think it's called The Breaking. Season or something. Oh, breaking yeah. Season. And that was a arranged marriage. And that one was really, really good. It threw, that one threw me for a loop. All the arranged marriage ones I read are like mafia. Like, it's not, it's not light. <laughs> like, it, she's not happy about it. She's not, she's, she's, not she's making her do it. She's, she's not exactly consenting to this marriage, okay? Like, it's not a good thing. And so, I don't, I don't know. Like, and when I recommend books to people, I make sure that I'm like, I preface, like, um, this is not funny. (laughs) I'm not sure that you're going to laugh. I mean, I laugh sometimes. What exactly are you looking for? Yeah. So that's why Stevie never asked me for recommendations. (laughs) She is like, she is obsessed with like Saffron Kent and Penelope Douglas and and all of them. Have you read her Devil's Night series? I have read the first. (gasps) I know. I know. The first two. Right, I read false. False. You have not read Kill Switch? No, I think it hadn't been. It wasn't out yet when I was like binge reading it. That's <laughs> the best one. That's the I best one. I was gonna go back, but I do love her. I've read. Um, yeah, I love. I love a good alcohol too. Like I really do. I wish I could write them, but I can't. Like, Everybody is like. So she even jokes like she's like you know like who's your favorite uh, Devil's Night character and why is it Damon? Uh, reading him like kill switch is by far my favorite in the series damon is like yes like 10 out of 10 recommend he's the love of my life i love him but uh yeah so thank you guys so much for like joining us we've had such a fun time like and uh before we like tell you guys goodbye is there anything you guys would like to say to our listeners like anything upcoming or you know anything you guys want to talk about oh well lessons from one night stand which is the first book in the Baileys is free. So you can grab that. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I think that's it. You can tell she's the business-minded person. I'm like, oh, yes. Yes. For having us. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like uh, make sure you grab this. Um, and uh, yeah, so, and your newest book is available today. The sixth book in the Rooftop Workers. Yeah, group. it can be read as a standalone even. Yeah. Though like it is part of a you know it's just every couple has their own story but yeah and everybody loves a hot tattoo artist so make sure you guys go my review goes live tomorrow (laughs) and i fell in love with it i was waiting for jackson's book (laughs) 
Because me and Leah Cole have this whole thing about this, like, waiting for Jax. Like, we have waited (laughs) and patiently waited. Isn't the female character's name Frankie? Yes. Oh, my God. First of all, I love, I love when I see that a female's name is also, like, can be, like, a unisex name. Like, Frankie, Sammy, I raise my hand for this one. My name is Eunice. <laughs> exactly. Same. You love I love it. Too. I love that. So it's I so love funny that. When you talk about Jax, um, is because like so when I first wrote him on the page, like and when I was I was doing the rough Jeff revival roomies, and then I gave it to Piper and she's like, I am loving Jax. I'm like, I know, I feel like he's gonna overshadow Dylan, like, you know, uh-huh. was, right at the time, <laughs> right? Who was also a tattoo artist and the owner of the tattoo parlor. Oh, and I thought, oh my God. And so we just, I think we just felt it with Jax, right, Piper? I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was just, as soon as he hit the page, he was there. lots of fun. He was yeah. hot and just ready to go. Right. As soon as he was I get introduced, it. I was like patiently waiting for him to have his turn. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, spotlight was on for this book <laughs> but uh yeah thank you guys so much for joining us and congratulations on all your success and like you know and your new book release today and uh yeah we hope you guys have a fantastic 2021 thank you thank you, thank you. and